Hi, welcome to Crown the Macabre. I'm Katie Adkins. I'm Hunter Moore. And we are recording remotely today to give you a fun little special episode that Hunter came up with. (laughs) You want to tell us what it is? Hunter, take it away. Thanks, Katie. So I love doing BuzzFeed quizzes as I'm sure we all do. And I discovered that they have quite the collection of true crime, true crime, true crime (laughs) quizzes. I personally would love to test my knowledge. I personally want to plan a slumber party to reveal what cryptid I'm most like. I personally really would like to know that. I, for one, am very excited to plan a slumber party and learn what cryptid I am. That is very important information for me and my life moving forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. Critical knowledge. There was a couple things I wanted to, like, say before we do this episode because I learned information by people contacting me. Um, Okay, and also, like, answered a question we thought of in a previous episode. It has been brought to my attention that people have done died in an elevator fall really but what's really interesting is back when I did that elevator falling research was like early 2019 or 2018 whenever me and Kelly started the podcast only to learn when I googled it someone died in elevator fall late of 2019 so you missed it by like just a tiny bit oh my god so when I googled it I guess before there wasn't really like any recent hits or anything super notable I guess to tell me about I've definitely Googled have people died in an elevator fall. And that would come up. Like, like if it had happened, it would have come up. Um, also, poop deck is the upper deck. <laughs> Why? It's after the French word for the word of the deck, which sounds like the word poop. <laughs> the poop dick. I don't know what that was. That sounded like poop dick. My, I think, better reasoning is that if it's the top deck, then all of the birds that are flying by and hanging out on the ship will poop on the top deck. I think that's a much better reason. Absolutely. Hold on. I'm Googling the exact word. So the name originates from the French word for stern, which is la poupe, which is P-O-U-P-E, which which is from Latin poupis. Poupis. Which is P-U-P-P-I-S. Now we know. So it technically means stern deck because it's where the stern of the boat is. And the aft is the back of the boat, right? The stern is the back of the boat and then the bow is the front of the boat. Wait, is aft a left or a right? Let me look up boat directions. (laughs) Boat directions. There is nothing called the aft that I'm aware of. The bow is the front. The stern is the back. That was right. And then port is left starboard is right aft means at near or toward the stern of a ship aft is towards the back i think that means an object is coming towards the stern that would make sense i just know it's a word and i needed i needed that to be validated um my last little housekeeping note is just a fun fact so not only (laughs) do me and tom hanks have the same big three but so do me, Tom Hanks, and Lizzie Borden. Congrats. I don't. Okay. Congratulations. I don't well, know. I've heard that she's actually innocent. <laughs> it was framed. 
we we did hear a very interesting theory on that which i find pretty credible i agree uh so the reason why we didn't have an episode this past week was because hunter is getting married and we went on a bachelorette trip and part of that trip we went on a ghost tour and got drunk on ghost tour brett and Brenda. <gasps> I need to text Brenda. I got Brenda's number. I need to text her. We love Brenda. We love Brenda. They are, I don't know how old they are. I just know they're older and they're amazing and I love them. Kindred spirits. I mean, just from the get-go, it was like we were we were right there together in it. Brenda's amazing. She studied archaeology and is like super into all the spooky stuff and history and everything and they toured lizzie borden's house so jealous and that's where we learned this information and they sent me this super creepy pic they got of their um tour guide as they entered lizzie borden's house it was super super creepy and i'll have to post that later or text brenda maybe brenda will do an interview with us brenda people now suspect that lizzie was framed by her uncle which checked out based off of the evidence and that was part of why they could not convict lizzie but enough another i was really drunk at this point in time and googling like weird facts because sammy said what if i was lizzie borden and cart like reincarnated Which means I'm like one year away from being framed for murder. No. Because she was like 30 when she was framed for murder. Was she 30? I thought she was younger for some reason. No, they want to make her seem younger because she was unmarried. Like she never married, I'm pretty sure. But I'm pretty sure she was just gay. I mean, I mean, that would explain it. Because she wasn't ugly. Like if you look at photos of her, it's not like she was like this like weird. I mean, maybe people thought she was like weirdo and unmarriedable, marriageable, not whatever. Or maybe she just like thought marriage sounded stupid and didn't want to do it. Another random coincidence. The prosecutor who uh, was in Lizzie Borden's case died on my birthday. That I did not hear. Yeah, he died on July 2nd. That is quite the coincidence. He also shares the same last name as my first boyfriend. And he was the right-hand man to Teddy Roosevelt, who was also my first boyfriend's favorite U.S. president, and he was, like, weirdly into him. I'm sorry, your first boyfriend had a favorite U.S. president? Yeah, he's the only boyfriend I can think of that had a favorite, because I remember it being like, that's oddly specific. I've never thought about who my favorite U.S. president would be. His favorite was Teddy Roosevelt, and coincidentally, this prosecutor went on with his career and became his like best friend i'm good for him i guess and then he died on my birthday so basically uh don't frame me for axe murdering thank you you heard it here first folks (laughs) so now that we've gotten that out of the way (laughs) i think we could take some quizzes now okay so this first one you said is this is the creepiest true false quiz you'll ever take yes And fingers crossed that this is the creepiest because that's what I'm signing up for. I want to be creeped the fuck out after this. Okay, so the way we're going to do this, guys, is Hunter and I are going to go ahead and take the quiz and then we're going to compare answers. 
So um, I'll show y'all what the questions are and then we'll share our answers as we review. A few moments later. All right, I got beef with mine. I almost have a perfect score. I got one wrong. No, which one? The last one. Three of these were in previous episodes of Corona the Macabre. So in the 1940s, a woman killed three people and turned one of them into bars of soap, which she gave out to her friends, which is correct. This was research I did in our and me and Kelly's episode of like it was like femme fatale or like murderous women, some name like that. Kelly came up with the title. I forgot what it was. I was like pretty sure that it was true, but I had this moment where I was like, I don't know, that's like a really just like truly shitty thing to do. Like, is that real? Like, even though like my first instinct was like, yes, that's true. My humanity was like, no, it's not true. It can't be true. Some of these I got right simply because I was like, if this happened, I would have (laughs) known. Yeah. So she also fed her victims to people. Oh, that? I didn't remember that. So I, I'm she pretty. She made them into soap, and she fed that. She made her friends like cannibals, like unknowing cannibals. If I remember correctly, yeah, because I remember the way she was able to do that. It was she was able to turn parts of the body into fat that she could put in soap, which can be used in like candles, soap, and like you can cook with fat. Hate that. Number two, a serial killer from the 1970s appeared on The Dating Game and actually won. This is true. I'm not gonna lie, I guessed on this one. <laughs> but my reasoning was there's so many, so many serial killers are ni- are narcissists, right? And I feel like to go on a fucking dating game of all things, you have to be at least a little narcissistic. So I was like, I could see definitely a serial killer going to the dating show. <laughs> So a little fun fact. So this is part of Kelly's research when we did uh, Disastrous Dates, I think was the episode. And um, or maybe it was mine. It all blurs together. The woman was so creeped out by him when she met him on that show, they didn't go on the date. To sign up to go on a dating show where you know you're going to go on a date with a stranger, basically. And then to just like not even remotely want to give it a chance. That's Yeah, she met him and was like, no, I'm not going on a date with this guy. (laughs) This third one, Ted Bundy once saved a police officer from being hit by a car, which is false. And the reason why I knew that is because I think they're trying to trick us because Ted Bundy impersonated a police officer to get victims. That and I, for me, when I read it, I was like, maybe it is true because I remember hearing that he did good things, you know, to like have that appearance and that like hero complex and stuff. But then remembered whatever the good thing was, it had something to do with a kid. I actually didn't know he saved a toddler from drowning. I genuinely did not know that until today. Um, I do know Kelly talked about Ted Bundy in a previous episode. I just don't remember which episode. It's not like we had a My Favorite Serial Killer episode. Because I know that that's her favorite. Yeah. Like, when I say favorite serial killer, I mean, like, the serial killer that got you interested in true crime. Like, for me, it's Ed Gein. Ooh. Because I'm creepy as fuck. <laughs> but for Kelly, it was Ted Bundy. I don't I don't actually know. Because my first forays into true crime were forensic files. Oh. It wasn't like I... I latched onto a specific event or person. I just loved the show and I loved like forensics in general. <laughs> I would pretend to be sick so I could stay home because it would always play <laughs> during the day, <laughs> during school hours. <laughs> so I would pretend to be sick so I could stay home and watch forensics. <laughs> 
Meanwhile, I pretended to stay homesick to play games on my PlayStation. And then when my mom, I would hear our garage door was super loud and in the basement. So I had some time to switch channels. I faked sick to play God of War, which I wasn't allowed to play. And whenever I'd hear the garage door open, I would like switch to like some random Nickelodeon thing. You would do the Ferris Bueller thing where, like, you have everything set to go. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. The way I faked sick was fucked up. I actively forced myself to throw up, which is really unhealthy and technically bulimia. I would tell my mom that I had a stomach ache and that my head hurt because you can't you can't tell someone that they don't have a stomach ache. It's yeah. not like a fever where it's like, oh, you're not hot. If I act pathetic and say my stomach hurts, what, yeah. you're going to... No, if you make me go to school, I'm going to make you feel like shit about it. So here we are. And it was, it worked out great. I would, I would put my forehead against my bedside lamp to try to make it warmer. <laughs> I don't think it actually did anything. And I never fully pushed it and said that I ha felt like I had a fever because I knew I, I knew I just wasn't there. I knew I, I was not that good of an actor. I knew I wasn't there, but I definitely would like hold my forehead against the, <laughs> the lampshade <laughs> to try to get it to warm up. Okay, so I strategically would space it out. I wouldn't do it the first moment I woke up. Like I would build up to it you know what i'm saying like there's there was a build-up and i remember one of my finest hours this is one of my best work it was <laughs> it was eighth grade and i just did not want to exist that day i could not do it because i could figure out how to make myself gag by just shoving my own tongue down my throat which is really fucked up i wasn't bulimic i swear but like i had a shit gag reflex you were just creative as my mom was pulling into the school she drove me to school that morning i just started being like and like panicked and like as she pulled into the school i like flung the car door open did everything i could to like spit out whatever i could muster to make it look like i was throwing up the dedication <laughs> <laughs> was like oh my god are you sick and I was like no I, I'm okay I just uh. I always tried to manipulate the situation to where she would suggest I stay home <laughs> I just hated school that much and this was this was another really bad I should not this backfire this is a big old backfire also eighth grade year eighth grade year I was done with everyone's shit that's why I transferred schools I tried to pretend I had pink eye I didn't know what pink eye was I didn't know it caused pink eye and I didn't know any of that information I didn't know that and I thought if I go to the bathroom and I just rub my eye hard enough to be really pink and swollen I could fool the nurse to send me home and it was like first period like it wasn't even half like it was literally first period and I like tried so hard and they were like your eye is irritated but I don't think it's pink eye and I was like Fuck. like I thought I could do it I did not get away with it that day but I tried really hard but the problem was is that I told a bunch of people that I thought I had pink eye trying to sell the bit not knowing for those of you who don't know by the way the way you get pink eye is like getting feces in your eye and usually only small children get pink eye or adults who work with small children so that was not a good thing to pretend to have when you're 13 years old. <laughs> I think it must have been like elementary school. There was one kid in our class who got pink eye and he was out for like a month. Like a, like a month. That kid had lice. There's no fucking way. 
because I had, I've actually had, like, I legit had pink eye because I encountered a toddler. The pink eye, it spread to both of his eyes. I know. I, I bet he did that shit on purpose to get out of school longer. I don't know, but that was actually like something that we all talked about because we were like, how did he get out of school for a month? I want to get out of school for a month. Pink eye must be the way to do it. I got out of school for a month for lice and that was because my mom refused to shave my head, which I understand. I didn't think you actually had to shave your head. I thought there were like other ways to do it there are it takes longer especially if you have perfectly clean soft smooth hair like me that lice loved to i had lice twice in elementary school and neither of them were my fault it was always some like gross boy sitting next to me who was like patient zero the first time i got lice bad enough the second time i got lice 9 11 happened i'm not saying they're related but no, I'm teasing. I'm saying, <laughs> but maybe I'm saying, but maybe I'm saying that was the worst year of my fucking life. <laughs> so number four is the BTK killer was caught because of a floppy desk. I just said that really weird. I said floppy desk. A floppy desk. Sorry, a floppy disk. <laughs> say it again. Say it again. A floppy desk. <laughs> So this is true. I know this because I recently was listening to the episode done by Morbid, the podcast about BTK, um, and they mentioned this, which I had not actually known. I'm like, I knew, I knew he got sloppy, but I didn't know it was specifically a floppy disk. Dennis Rader is just like, he's just such a loser. He's such a loser. He's just a lame bad guy and to be caught because of a floppy disk is just so on brand for him so this is true okay so i guessed and got it correct (laughs) and in my brain i was like the moment i saw btk killer i was like hunter knows this hunter knows because i i'm not gonna lie to you hunter like i've heard the name btk killer but i've never listened to or watched anything about him okay so a a serial killer in illinois was captured after posting photos of his victims on a dating app so the answer to this is false and the reason why i knew it was false was because there was an actual murderer a couple years ago who posted photos of his victims to Instagram. Therefore, I felt like if there was a killer using dating apps, I abso-fucking-lutely would have heard about it. Dating apps haven't even been around for a full decade. So there's no way a serial killer did that and I did not hear about it. That would be such perfect like documentary subject, you know, like that would be, that is just prime for like an HBO documentary or something. That was also why I I said false because I hadn't heard it didn't ring any bells and for something to not ring any bells with me is like because I I don't like I don't remember everything specifically but I at the very least like if I've heard about something before I'll vaguely remember something about it and this I got nothing nothing and if you guys want to listen to my knowledge of the Instagram murderer, which he's not a serial killer, he just murdered once and posted it to Instagram, that's in our sinister social media episode. A serial killer, that is a hard word, serial 
a serial killer in Alaska would set his victims out into the wilderness and hunt them. And this is true. And it's super fucking creepy. This guy, Robert Hansen, a true monster. Like, not just killing to kill, but killing for, like, the fear and the the torture that he got to put people through. Just is sick. Okay, so I actually guessed. I didn't know. I did that thing that I do in school because I'm a really bad test taker where I was like, well, the last answer was false. So this one... Is probably true because they're trying to get me in a false sense of security. Internal battles doing standardized <laughs> testing if it was like true and false and and say I had like four trues in a row and I felt like the answer to the next one was true I would have like a whole meltdown because I'm like it can't be true there's already been four trues it can't be true but I think it's true I don't under I don't think that the public education system realizes what standardized testing has done to all of our brains anxiety 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 and i unless i'm unless i'm narcissistic i don't trust my first answer especially me going to atlanta public schools where they come in behind you and change your test answers to get better numbers for the standardized testing scores wait what oh yeah it was a huge scandal i think it was the crct the little kid standardized testing but they went back and like corrected students answers to try to basically like get their numbers up and all of these teachers and administrator administrators got um sent to jail and stuff <laughs> we almost lost our accreditation right before i went to college so the next question a serial killer in Southern California got caught when he was pulled over for drunk driving and had a dead body in the passenger seat. I lucky guessed true. And the reason why is because I saw the words Southern California. Honestly, I feel like only someone in SoCal would be like, he looks like a passenger. <laughs> Because he's drunk and didn't have good critical thinking skills. Mm -hmm. I saw something about this on some true crime show. I don't know which one, but I remember specifically someone went on this like killing spree, shoot random people. And this sounded close enough to that. So Southern California is, I they call it the wild, wild west for a reason. Like it is a fucking crazy place. It's where my dad's from. So I get it. Okay. <laughs> oh, I nailed it that time. A serial killer in the 1980s appeared in a low-budget horror movie where he played a serial killer. This is debatably false. No, it's super false because I'm an idiot and didn't, like, process the full question because the man I'm thinking of from The Exorcist, first of all, Exorcist was high quality, big quality, big budget, and... Big quality. <laughs> It was big quality. <laughs> and he did not play a serial killer. I just thought, I don't know. I thought it was a weird trick question. But the serial killer who was in a movie, which was The Exorcist, played a uh, radiologist, I think is what it's called. Radiologist. X-ray technician or radiologist, yeah. The X-ray technician in The Exorcist was a real life serial killer who was on, he wasn't on the lamb when they were filming, but he was actively killing when they were filming like he was between victims 
when they filmed. And the reason why they used him was because that was literally his day job. He was not an actor and he happened to be working in the hospital that they were filming in. For everyone listening, this is 100% our hobby. Like 100% our hobby. Like we have a Patreon and basically what that Patreon pays for is for our RSS feed and website to be active. In case you guys are wondering what that money is going for, we love all of you patrons, including our most recent patron who paid a lot of money to be around and asked for nothing in return. Craig. Craig. Hi, Craig. We see you. Craig. Love you, Craig. I hope one day we make enough to be able to actively have like merch sold, all the stuff sold. But right now we literally just make enough to pay for our RSS feed as well as our website to be up. We'll get there one day. Honestly, that's way more than I could have asked for because I straight up, even if we never had a single patron, I would have paid for that myself. And this is just so much fucking fun, man. I'm just, I'm having a great time. I'm just having a real good time. I don't know. It's fun. We would make it work. We would make it work. We would do it. Like, I love this so much. All right, so what's our next quiz, Hunter? Let's see if you're more Mothman or Bigfoot. So this is a BuzzFeed quiz. Um, It's less knowledge and more just for goofs. Pretend you're a kid again and plan a slumber party to reveal what cryptid you're most like. All right, let's take it. 12 seconds later. I think we should do one at a time since it's more personal. I want to hear what yours is first. All right, let's do it. First question is, yay, your mom said yes to a sleepover. Where will this awesome night be held? And I, okay, so I need this prefaced. I did not answer this as a 29-year-old adult Katie. I answered this as 10-year-old child Katie because that's when sleepovers were the most exciting. That's also how I did mine. So I put a motherfucking arcade. (laughs) (laughs) Because the Girl Scout lock-ins were like the most fun of amazing. Um, and we watched so many Mary Kay and Ashley bullshit. Like, the whole thing's so good. So good. One of the best nights of my life was staying overnight at the Huntsville Science Museum. Amazing. So I treated this as, like, the ultimate sleepover 10-year-old Katie would have. So I chose an arcade as the venue. Next is how many people are coming. The whole gang. As an extroverted child, the more people, the more I felt cool and popular. Very important. The decor, 10-year-old me would have been like disco balls because the other answers are too calming and make you like sleepy. And like, that's not the point of a sleepover. You don't go to a sleepover to fucking sleep. You're going to hate my sleepovers. <laughs> but yeah, honestly, honestly, if baby Katie slept over at baby Hunter's place, she'd be like, oh, we're going to sleep, okay? She would be, you're like, what the fuck, this is lame as hell. I would have done it simply because I did whatever other people wanted me to do, but I would have been up solely, unintentionally. Okay, so what's your first activity? My first activity, I don't know how this is possible in an arcade, but I put nighttime nighttime swim because I was obsessed with swimming in pools. This arcade has a pool. But this arcade has a pool, so we went for a nighttime swim at this super luxurious arcade. Then what's next is gossiping because I was very desperate to connect with other girls. (laughs) 
it was like how I learned how you make friends and like get along with other girls is gossiping, which is really fucked up. Honestly, no, like that that is truly like <laughs> the coolest girls in my eyes were the ones that had the most tea to spill. And they were cool because they knew stuff. Which yes. Is- which meant they knew people. So the next question is, the adults are finally asleep. Pick something rebellious to do, which like, I was a little torn, but knew the true answer. And the true answer for me was sneaking out, which is something I actively did a lot in high school. But part of me wanted to say, you know, bring out the big sweet treats. But the kind of girls I had sleepovers with wanted to sneak out, so. Then, all right, party animals, what time are we getting to bed? And it's like, the answer is we're not. It's staying up all night. If baby Katie could choose when to go to bed, it was never. Little baby Katie. Problem was, baby Katie constantly made friends who went to bed by 8 p.m., which was a problem. Like, as she was constantly making good friends with people who were like, it's nine, I'm asleep. And I just stayed up. I would read their books. I would literally sit in my friends' rooms and read their books until like 12 over 1 a.m. and then go to bed. And then my goddamn friend would wake me up at like 6 a.m. Psychos. It's time to say goodbye. What will be your guests? What will your guests be taking home? Wow, I can read, I I swear. This question was ridiculous to me. My guys weren't taking shit home. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. What? It's a sleepover. Yeah, I selected photos from last night because they're taking home goddamn memories. Okay, because we had a sleepover at an arcade. With a pool. With a pool. We snuck out. We did a lot. So they're taking home fucking memories. You couldn't pay me to make homemade cards. I didn't have the money for a gift basket. Leftover snacks? No, those are for me. (laughs) (laughs) So who does this make me? A chupacabra. What? Why? I am very popular and love meat. Not wrong. I do. I did and do love a good steak. You absolutely love hanging out with your huge friend group and partying like a wild animal. Partying like the wild animal you are. Oh, man. Oh, man. A wild animal over here. (laughs) Chupacabra, bitches. I like how this person who made this quiz was like the chupacabra. That guy fucks. That guy knows how to party. So I took a somewhat similar but slightly different approach. I took it as Baby Hunter, but I did it as baby hunter would have chosen if that makes sense yeah or like not like not what i would have wanted to happen but what would have happened i definitely chose a fantasy for myself that never happened so we start off yay your mom said yes to a sleepover we're having it at my best friend's house not my house definitely not an arcade didn't have money for that shit camping is gonna be a no-go um it's just too stressful. My house was a sh- no, not a fun place. So definitely my best friend's house. And then how many people are coming? Just a few best friends. And this is a little dark, but I would have, I thought they were my best friends, but they were just my friends. That was, that was. Same. Yeah, like I, they were my best friends to me, but to them I was just like, I was, a, I was a friend. Okay, and I know you said soft pillows and blankets. <laughs> so 
happened to him. I like soft pillows and blankets, and Baby Hunter also <laughs> liked soft pillows and blankets. Well, Baby Hunter was a fucking loser. Yeah, I was. All I did was read Harry Potter. That's literally all I did was read Harry Potter. And play Disney Channel, uh, the Disney Channel games on DisneyChannel.com. Oh, yeah? That's all I did. Anyway, so first off, we kick off the night by um, a few movies to set the chill mood. Likely a Disney movie. Likely Lion King. Although, if I'm 10 years old, it probably would have been a Disney Channel original movie, honestly. Cadet Kelly, something like that, you know? Twitches. They were good back then. They were good. Solid. I would have been like, yeah, this is a solid thing to watch. I vouch for this. The 13th year, I had a whole year where I was obsessed with mermaids because of that movie. And I was like, all men need to just become mermaids. That was like, I, I needed it to happen. I needed a mermaid boyfriend and Disney set the bar for that. Luck of the Irish. And then what was the one with, um, oh, Pixel Perfect. That one, that one got me. That one was like pretty fucking meta and very kind of kind of it got dark mine was johnny tsunami i needed my own johnny tsunami i i was like i need a guy who can surf and snowboard but a man who can do both but also has like a place in hawaii i can go visit honestly grown-up hunter wants a johnny tsunami my that okay so fun fact johnny tsunami was me and my dad's favorite movie to watch together my dad being from socal he was really into skateboarding and surfing and stuff he was kind of a cool guy so my dad's favorite cartoon i watched was rocket power that's precious yeah okay so we just watched a disney channel original movie next we have gossiping as you do because how else do you prove that you're cool how else do you bond you don't that's it that's literally it that or like for me true bonding as a child I had this like set of dinosaur toys (laughs) that were just like little plastic dinosaurs and if you couldn't get on my level and pretend that we were in land before time and go through a mass extinction then get out I don't want to hang out oh my god my problem is I was so insecure as a child I literally would assume every other child in existence was cooler than me. I would go along with literally whoever I was with. Like if like if you were like, yeah, we're, we're doing this, I would be like, yeah, this is what cool kids do. Let's go. The only people who got to see my dinosaur collection were people that I felt like I truly was friends with. They were inner circle initiation. Only the best of the best got to hang out with my dinosaurs and reenact mass extinction. The adults are asleep. Pick something rebellious to do. Not me. Not me. I'm as good as gold. I was the biggest goody two-shoes. We would have been friends, and that's fucking wise, because I kept trying to be friends with cool kids, getting to their house and being like, why do you have fairies painted on your wall? I was terrified of getting in trouble, like truly, truly terrified of getting in trouble. I, I don't know that I ever like actually, I think I did some things where it was like, we're disappointed in you or like you could have done better. 
But I don't think I actively really did anything to get in trouble. Like, I remember the first time I got a C on a test in third grade. It was a <laughs> test about the weather. And I, this was when Michelle Branch had just put out an album. How do you, how does this relate to the weather, you ask? It's <laughs> everywhere. At the time, my parents were like going through it, right? And so I decided to um, use that as a distraction so i was like i need you to sign this test but also listen to this song about how i feel so abandoned look <laughs> look i'm not proud of it. i'm not proud of it do i regret it no <laughs> but i was really really like that is how afraid of getting in trouble i was i would go to such ridiculous slightly very manipulative extremes that I would capitalize on my family's dysfunction. Um, so no, we're not we're not doing anything rebellious. That's that's not that's not gonna happen. No. Now that we've decided not to rebel, now I'm tired. So as soon as we're tired, I was the kind of kid where it's like I didn't decide when to go to bed. Like I just fell asleep, like in the middle of whatever. Whenever one of us falls asleep, the rest just go to sleep. Were you the first to fall asleep at sleepovers? No, not really. I would I would always stay up really late reading, so I was used to staying up late, but I wasn't necessarily used to like being active really late. So I could stay up, but I definitely wouldn't be like life of the party. There we go. I'm really struggling with metaphors today. I I get it. I like always tried to be life of the party. Whether I was or not was debatable. Okay, it's time to say goodbye. What will my guests be taking home? First of all, um, they're not my guests. We're at my best friend's house. So I guess it's up to my best friend's parents. Honestly, none of these options seem realistic. However, I could maybe see there being some sort of snacks to take home or something. Like if their parents ordered some like cupcakes or something for the sleepover and then we didn't eat all of them, like maybe you'd get a cupcake. I don't know. Definitely not photos. Like I was 10. We didn't have... We had disposable cameras if you were lucky. And then a gift basket. I'm not I'm not even gonna get my friends today a gift basket. Like I love you, but <laughs> You know what, Hunter, because of that, the next time you see my plays, I'm gonna actively put together a gift basket for you. No No, because then I'll have to do it and I don't want just my love is enough. Just what what is that stupid thing that they put on invitations? Um your presence is present enough. I've never seen that in the history of my life, which tells no. me something about yeah. me, I think. That would all the time, like if you got a birthday invitation um, and the parents didn't want their kid to get like actual gifts on the invitation, it would say your what? presence is present enough. I never had that experience. Every single birthday party I was invited to monetary gifts were basically mandatory because i grew up in rich kid land in a way i can get it like maybe like if your kid's like a real shithead and you know that they're gonna just like destroy all of the gifts or like not use them or whatever then like sure but if your kid loves toys then like i don't know that seems kind of sad regardless my guests at most are taking home leftover snacks at most all of this means that i am mothman (laughs) 
I am a Mothman because I'm a bit of a homebody, but nothing makes me happier than hanging out with my best friends. I love winter and snuggling up with a good book. That's not wrong. It's absolutely not wrong. Both of ours are actually accurate. Okay, what led me to believe that I thought you picked the same answers as me was that you mouth disco balls. Like, you knew I selected disco balls. And I was like, oh, thank God, she also selected disco balls. No, you just know me. Yeah, I want the next quiz. I want to take the quiz for you and you take it for me. Pretend to be in a murder mystery and we'll tell you which character you'd be. But I think we should talk through taking the quiz to give our like thought process. And then after like after each question, like I say what I would pick and then you say what you would actually pick. So for you, the first question is, first of all, what kind of place do you think you would live in? And since all these answers don't fit on my screen at once, I will read them aloud. Also, this will be a podcast episode, so we should probably read things aloud anyways. (laughs) Rip, last quiz, who cares? The answers are big city, kitschy town, rural town, seaside town, small but lively town, or suburbia. And for Hunter, I would, no questions asked, put kitschy town. Yeah, I was torn between that or small but lively. I think kitschy town is perfect. Also, based off these photos, which you guys will see in the YouTube video, I just see that one as Hunter the most. I agree. All right, next one is, what is the town known for? And the ans- and the options are the all-American burgers and fries, the music scene, the nightlife, the coast the local university, which is super lame answer, and the family-friendly neighborhoods. This is a dumb question. This is tricky. I don't think Hunter would pick any of these reasons to move to a town. You're like spot on because I'm trying I'm trying to think <laughs> of like what my answer would be and honestly none of these seem like convincing reasons to move anywhere. <laughs> Best I can think of would be the music scene even though Hunter doesn't go out to see music often ever that I'm aware of. I would pick the coast, actually. But I like that picture. <laughs> so the next question is, how do you typically spend your weekends? Um, which the options are hanging with friends, reading on the porch, catching up on work, spending time with family, going on a date, having some people over for drinks. And here's the trick question is that for me and Hunter, hanging with friends is the same thing as having some people over for drinks. But some of our friends don't always want to drink. So I feel like for Hunter, it would be hanging with friends. Correct. Good job. (laughs) All right. So the next question is pick a drink. And this one doesn't even have words. It's just photos. So let me describe it for you guys. We have a picture of like artisan latte coffee situation. We have another. We have a glass of white wine. We have a glass of a dirty martini. We have a straight up picture of Dr. Pepper. We have a glass of what I think is beer. I think that's beer. It's such a short glass. And then our last but not least is 
just a mixed cocktail. I couldn't tell you what the fuck that cocktail is, but I can tell you that it has a blackberry, some mint, and looks good. It does look tasty. It looks good. But I'm gonna go with like everyday life and pick white wine. Am I drinking white wine right now? Yes, yes I am. (laughs) However, am I currently obsessed with the coffee machine at work? Yes. I would actually pick the coffee. Oh, I didn't know you were that into coffee. All right, we pick the coffee. All right, so the next question is, where would you be at a neighborhood party? This is actually a pretty important question. Also, a little bit of bullshit answers thrown in here, but the options are dancing the night away, going hard on the snacks, parties, me, no, hanging with friends, which is a stupid fucking answer because if you're doing you're gonna go to a party by yourself <laughs> you're gonna go to a party i'm gonna go to a party and talk to nobody i'm just gonna show up eat all your snacks and leave what the fuck spending time with your so turning up and meeting new people is less option my issue is the obvious answer is hanging with friends but that's a stupid obvious answer because everyone does that at a party and hunter wouldn't go to a party unless it actively had friends there like she wouldn't go to a party with a where she didn't know anyone correct (laughs) correct (laughs) unfortunately this super obvious answer i think is the answer hanging with friends you missed an obvious clue katie it's a neighborhood party you would like the snack table next question is not what i anticipated (laughs) a crime has been committed in your town and and the police have called you in for questioning what is your response hunter's response is one of these six charm your way out of it that's gonna be a no Spend a few days in hiding until it all blows over. That's also a no for me for Hunter. Convince them to question someone else. Also a no for me for Hunter. I don't think Hunter would have done the crime, so she wouldn't need to do that. Refuse to go unless they have a warrant. No, Hunter would not do that. She listens to too much true crime. She knows that's going to raise suspicion. Nervously answer any questions they may have. Possibly. Offer up as much information as you know, and that is going to be, that is the right answer. Is offer as much information because here is the situation. Hunter did not do the crime. She can't hold back info. This is the good Samaritan I believe Hunter to be. I believe if I murdered someone, she would turn me in. Because she would know it was the right thing to do and it wouldn't implicate herself and she would know I made that decision and I did it to myself. Yeah, I probably would. Good. See, this is a good deterrent for you to not (laughs) commit murders. I will call you out on it. Katie, it's not okay to murder people. You gotta go to jail now, bud. Uh, I don't think I would murder someone unless we all felt like they kind of had it coming, even if the law did not agree. We would all collectively murder them. Like, I carried it out, but you'd all be like, no, I get it. So the next question is, without further evidence, they send you home. Who do you think did it? Your neighbor, Becky. She always rubbed you the wrong way. Nora, your boss you know she's hiding something. Ivan, the guy who just moved in, he seems suspicious. 
Marco, the IT guy. You saw him somewhere? He shouldn't be. And here's the horrific part about Marco. Look at this man. Look at this description. That's the guy I probably was dating. Oh my god. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> but then there's your bartender, Alyssa. You've seen her whispering to some people. Or, dun dun dun, last answer, I'm not telling. So I think you might think it's Becky. She always rubbed you the wrong way. You kind of follow her a little too closely. You pay attention to all the little nuances and you're like, no, I think this is what this means. My first instinct, I think, would be to suspect Becky. However, I just have a strong hatred for all of the Karens, the Beckys of the world, and I feel like I would be afraid that that's just my internal bias against Karens and Beckys. I think Ivan is a little suspicious. This picture of Ivan, he looks super friendly. This guy, this isn't Ivan. Ivan, I don't trust him, but for some reason, I don't feel like this picture is representative of Ivan. All right, so the next question is, that day of questioning has worn you out. How do you blow off some steam? Do you grab drinks with some friends, go for a run? (laughs) No, you don't. You do not go for a run. Journal. Do you journal? Do you watch Netflix? Do you go to sleep? Or do you do some yoga? I think you would watch something and go the fuck to sleep. Now, I know you don't have a Netflix account, so it will not be Netflix. So I'm kind of wondering if you would just kind of be on your phone and like go to sleep. So I'm going to, I'm leaning towards go to sleep. Correct. Pick a movie to fall asleep to. (laughs) Oh my God, I'm laughing at these answers. Of these movies to fall asleep to would Hunter pick The Conjuring, Kill Bill Volume 1, The Hangover, The Notebook, Million Dollar Baby or Legally Blonde. I think the only one of these movies Hunter could fall asleep to is Legally Blonde. (laughs) The Conjuring's too scary. I am actually a very big fan of Kill Bill. But also, Legally Blonde, it's like if you put Mean Girls on in front of me, like, I'm not going to not be able to quote everything. Like, Legally Blonde is just so freaking quotable. I wouldn't be able to fall asleep because I would just be like, oh my god, bend and snap. Your name has been cleared. How innocent were you really? And honestly, I don't need to read through all of these answers because the answer is 100% innocent. Like, I'll read you you the other answers if you want but hunter was a hundred percent innocent the other answers are i was a co-conspirator but it wasn't me who ultimately committed the crime i knew who it was all along and no one would believe me which that i feel like would be me actually and then there's i've told some white lies but i wasn't involved i was wrongfully accused but in the end my name was cleared i feel like it's also me (laughs) And then it was me, but I'll never tell a soul. I want to be like a cool badass and be like, I was wrongfully accused, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm innocent. So then there's finally, if you could describe yourself in one word, what would it be? The six words are cool, kind, clever, witty, charismatic, empathetic. I feel like this is a fucking trick question because the problem is is that hunter is kind clever and empathetic 
so it's hard to select. Like when I look at these words, like my first instinct is like, yeah, at, at a base level, Hunter is kind. She's also, I feel like kind is also being empathetic. I don't know. Like, mm, I want to put clever. I feel like Hunter is clever. First of all, I'm so glad you think I'm clever because I don't <laughs> think I'm clever. But wow, <laughs> thanks. I would probably put empathetic just because I think that kind, yes, I'm kind, but it's it's more like general, that's a more general word, right? But I feel like I am more empathetic maybe than other people sometimes. Like that's what kind of like separates me. It's a, like a more unique feature, I guess. So I would probably put empathetic. Ooh, you are the detective. You are the sleuth. Hell yeah, I'm the sleuth. Hunter is the sleuth, and as this character in the murder mystery, you are highly intelligent and have a good eye for detail. You are guided by your moral principles, but sometimes your rigid view of the world gets in the way of your personal happiness. I don't agree with that last statement, but I would say in a murder mystery, you're more likely to be the detective because you're that not involved with the crime. And I would just have the most fun solving a crime. I would have so much fun with that. Okay, so what was the next quiz you wanted to do for me? Build a creepy haunted house and we'll reveal what kind of ghost you are. Hell yeah, let's go. Let's see what kind of ghost I am. Pick a house. Should I pick an old mansion, an apartment, a ship, or a cabin in the woods. I'm gonna say not a ship. I'm gonna say not an apartment. I feel like a cabin in the woods is super creepy, but I feel like if given a choice, you would absolutely choose an old mansion. That is correct. I would definitely pick an old mansion. In your haunted mansion, which room is most haunted? Is it the basement? Is it the attic? Is it the bathroom? Or is it the bedroom? Okay, so I'm not feeling the bathroom. I don't know, just like a haunted mansion, it's probably really old. I just don't think that like the happenings happened <laughs> the in the bathroom. bathroom. So I'm torn between either the basement or the attic. I am leaning more towards the attic. Me too. Let me tell you, my reasoning, I promise you, is totally different from me. Okay, okay. Katie, as a ghost, would want the best natural lighting. <laughs> Basements are just straight up creepy, but attics are cool and creepy. I forgot I was a ghost, and this is not know just. Mind, but you're a ghost. This is not just what haunted house did Katie live in. Um, and you're absolutely right. The basement's droll, lame. It's weirdly damp. That's where Ooh. all the ghosts are gonna hang out. Yeah, it's too crowded. There's already too many there. But the attic, that's the new hip happening happen ghost area also you're right i'm a goddamn sucker for natural lighting what's haunting the house i thought it was you because you're the ghost but i guess not <laughs> what am i am i a ghost am i a poltergeist am i a demon or am i a witch hunter go i don't think you're a demon I think that's just a little too hardcore. I don't know. I just don't get demon vibes from you. A witch, I could see. I think if you was a good witch. <laughs> oh. So that leaves either a ghost or a poltergeist. This is where I would like you to tell me the difference between the two. <laughs> a poltergeist specifically haunts an individual. Whereas a ghost haunts an area. 
And a poltergeist tends to be able to have more ability in manipulating the area. Like they could pull your hair. They could knock shit off the shelves. Whereas a ghost is just like a spooky apparition you see sometimes. It's just like specific building or place. First of all, thank you. I know I could count on you. Um, I I wrote a paper on poltergeists in college. I feel like if you're going to go through the trouble of haunting, first of all, it's going to be a person. And second of all, (laughs) you're going to want to be able to, like, interact with them. You're a very interactive person. (laughs) You're very, like... I like your answer, but I think if I was just taking this quiz without you, I would have picked a witch. Yeah? Yeah, because it's such it's such up to debate about what the fuck that means. Yeah, I feel like I could see myself being like a weird, creepy witch lady, like haunting a house. But like being a real corporeal human, being a creepy, weird, supernatural phenomenon, versus actually dying and taking the time to be a poltergeist. Who's in the house? Is it a group of teens, youths? <laughs> Is it a family? Is it a single person? (laughs) Or is it a young couple? I think it would be the most fun to have a group of teens. I have to agree with that. Absolutely. I just think of like Cabin in the Woods sort of thing where it's just a bunch of fucking idiots. (laughs) What caused the haunting? Was it a Ouija board? Was it a seance? It was already there. Or you brought it with you. I don't think it would be a Ouija board because you're smarter than that. I'm also not DJ Zozo. I don't think it would be a seance. Like you like to do things right. And I feel like if you were to hold a seance, you would do like a shit ton of research ahead of time. And you would understand that you have to close out the seance or else the portal that you open remains open. If you were to have a seance, you would do it responsibly. <laughs> Am I the group of teens having a seance? I don't know. That's that's just how I'm going through this. I like the idea that it was already there because I feel like that would be very interesting to you and I feel like it would draw you in and your curiosity might get the better of you. The intrigue of like a well-known haunting would be very alluring to you. I like that one too. We built a creepy haunted house and now we know that not only is Katie a ghost, she's a friendly ghost. It's fucking Casper. (laughs) Yeah, bitch. You're like part of the family to anyone you haunt. Best friend, a babysitter, a lovable roommate. You're the kind of ghost everyone wants around that's right bitch i'm a chupacabra i'm popular and i love me and i'm a goddamn friendly ghost i also feel like this is accurate too <laughs> i feel like if i was a ghost i'd be like no let's be friends yes absolutely <laughs> i'm honestly surprised at how these have been like really pretty on the nose for the most part i'm really enjoying these i know we've taken our sweet sweet time taking them but they have been very very fun look 
It was important. This has been so much fun. We should do these like periodically just to like mix things up, you know? Even if it's not like we do like a whole bunch of them, but even if we do like little mini-sodes where we just do like one or two, I think that would be fun. Thank you for listening to us take these super fun quizzes. This has been Corn on the Macab. I'm a cab. I'm a cab. I'm Katie Adkins. I'm Hunter Moore. As always, keep, keep it, it creepy. creepy.